Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Welcome. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. I'm Hollis Taylor, and I'm one of your hosts this today. And I um, am a psychic, I am an astrologer, and you can learn more about me at divineandrogen.com. And I'm Brighthawk, your musician, storyteller, and you can learn more about me at brighthawkproductions.com. I'm also the author of the wonderful gender-neutral book, The Dancing Hippo, and it is a treat to share with your little ones story about resilience. It's very fun. If you order from my website, you get a complimentary ebook. Happy to share that with one and all. <laughs> and friends, I'm sorry to say that Lacrosse Ortiz won't be able to be with us this week. Make sure you get on the Rainbow Soul Facebook page um, or look in the description here because he does have a very cool coloring book available. He won't be here this week, though, because um, of some family affairs we'll need to take care of. So I hope you'll take a minute to just say a little prayer for him and keep him in your good prayers and everything. We're hoping that everything will be just fine. And so um, we are here to offer you a soul astrology appointment, a soul astrology forecast for um, November 17th. No. Is that right? No. November 21st to the, the 27th. 27th. Okay. November 21st to the 27th. November 21st through the 27th. It's been an intense month of Scorpio. We knew it would be. A lunar eclipse is no small thing. Everyone feels it. It doesn't matter what your sign is. But depending on what your sign is, you might have felt it way more than everybody else. But at least, you know, with astrology, everything is always in motion. Everything changes. So even when it's been intense for a while and it feels like, whew, you'll know, you know it's not going to last forever. And this week, it's, we're kind of excited to say, ah, ah, because November 21st is the last day of Scorpio and November 22nd. Sagittarius, fun-loving, enthusiastic. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank goodness I love that Sagittarius energy. So um, clearly, so I love Sagittarius energy. So why don't we start ourselves off with a nice grounding...
So let's take just a moment. Take a deep breath. Take a moment that you're in, as your eyes are closed, if you can close your eyes and imagine yourself outside in the darkness, staring up at the sky. And as you're staring up, the moon is about halfway and the Scorpio constellation is there in the sky you can find it and so is the Sagittarius constellation transition between the two. One is not better than the other. They are simply different energies. Each one serving its purpose, just like every star in the sky. entire sky to overwhelm you and to remind you that you are simply one unique reflection of the universe here on planet Earth. place in the universe it is so easy to find gratitude for all the beautiful blessings that come to us and to remember that we were put here for a reason that we're here on planet earth for a reason you have an intention in the world just like everyone else And as you look backwards, recognize that all you have done so far, well, maybe most of those things were meant to happen. And as you go forward, what will you create next? What beautiful manifestations will come from you? What people will you influence? 
What people will you be able to give love to? What plants? What animals? And how will you bring your light to planet Earth? imperfect just the way you are wiggle your toes wiggle your fingers smile and remember just how unique and beautiful you are take another deep breath and settle in Bright Hawk is beautiful music to start our forecast with, in my opinion. It's just beautiful. And to have a little meditation to help us ground and center, I think is very important. My pleasure. <laughs> and I'm going to bring up uh, this week's forecast here. All right, so this is for the week of November 21st through the 27th. Now, on November 21st, honestly, there's a beautiful grand trine that will actually be going on for the first part of the, like, the early first couple days of the week. And that has a lot to do with um, Scorpio, Cancer, and Pisces. So you might want to look at where those are in your chart because you want to make sure that you're grateful for the things that go smoothly and easily in those parts of your chart, okay? And um, particularly um, anything that has to do with like your sun, like if you're a Scorpio sun or a Scorpio rising, that's gonna be a strong place for, for you. And the sun is there and it's trining. Uh, a trine is a blessing that we often sometimes take for granted, okay? And it's trining, it's just a certain amount of degrees away, uh, Pallas in Cancer and also Neptune and Jupiter in Pisces, which are actually together right now. And so that could be also creating maybe some for some people you may be experiencing some delusional thinking or you might have people in your life that are having a little delusional thinking and so um but this will help maybe this may help open it up and help us find strategies to help you know do away with things like fake news <laughs> so actually we might in these first couple of days of the week we might actually find good ways to stop liars and fake news which would i think would be great 
um, and with a kite in the sky too, um, that's going to bring forth a similar energy. That's what a kite is based on some trines, but it's also based on some other things pulling on it, right? Like you think of a kite kind of being triangular, but there's a string that you can kind of pull on and that's that Pluto and Capricorn. So, you know, there could be a little bit of tension in the, and that's exactly what I was just talking about, which is like, as far as our politics and crap goes in the United States, if you pay attention to United States um, news, you may start to witness um, people actually having to come to account for things, which, or, or at least the beginning steps of it, like, so Pluto and Capricorn is very much about rebirth and change in the United States is in its Pluto returns with Neptune and Jupiter together. That's going to expand consciousness and expand psychic awareness. So some people might start waking up. We might come up with a strategy that might a, a good emotional strategy to come and help regulate things like fake news. Okay. And with the sun in Scorpio, that's all about transformation and change. So it should be a fairly smooth transition, um, but it could pull some tension on people that do tend to engage in a lot of fake news. Um, and the biggest challenge is it's actually going to be a little bit easier this week, especially these first couple of days. The biggest challenge will be Neptune and Ceres are kind of pushing and pulling on each other. Neptune's about visions and things like that. And Ceres is about, um, Neptune can also be about delusional thinking, okay, and fake news, especially in Pisces, okay? It's sort of looking through water. You're not seeing the whole picture. So if you're getting some sort of information, be aware that you probably don't have the whole picture, okay? And with Ceres and Virgo, that's about nurturing, super nurturing, because Ceres is, it represents motherhood anyway and nurturing, and it's in Virgo, which is the one of the most nurturing zodiac signs really and so the two of them are kind of pulling on each other so there might be some visions that pull away from nurturing and vice versa okay and with mars and gemini that's where you want to engage okay so mars and gemini is very much about speaking out loud um speaking for speaking up for yourself in particular including uh like speeches like out loud okay and that could actually pull some tension on things. People could say things that kind of messes up their reputation and stuff like that, which is kind of what we're starting to see sometimes already before the state has even gotten here with um, the elections and things like that, where people are like, uh, I'm tired of extreme politics. Let's get out of that. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to see, even if they haven't completely understood that they may have been engaged in some uh, fake news, they're at least tired of that extreme, that extremism. What do you got going on with the moon, Brighthawk? Well, this is the time that it's a waning crescent. So when it's a waning crescent, it's a great time to release, to let go. What is it you need to let go of? What is it that you want to be grateful for and create new space for? So cleaning out your closets or Whatever it is that you feel like helps you release, quote unquote, that's the vibe of a waning crescent moon. 
And this waning crescent moon is in Scorpio. And so Scorpio, Scorpio moon can be imaginative. It can be really creative. It can also be very idealistic and determined. Um, it can also, you know, on the challenging side, a Scorpio moon can be resentful, can be jealous, can be, you know, opinionated and um, and secretive. Scorpios don't. Uh, Scorpios tend to keep secrets. A Scorpio moon has that vibe as well, and so you know, in a waning crescent moon that is in Scorpio, you know, try to be clean in paying attention to what's yours and not projecting that onto somebody else. Um, it's an opportunity to really treat yourself well. Remember, there's a stellium between Scorpio and Sagittarius, and pretty soon everything will move into Sagittarius. Um, but uh, there's a lot of energy there. And so the end of Scorpio tends to be a little more challenging. And then when we get to Sagittarius, it tends to be. <sighs> so we'll wait for that. One more day. Yeah, because on the 22nd, the sun, which has a huge influence on a lot of us, will move into Sagittarius. Okay, so that will begin. Happy birthday to the Sages. We're coming up into Sag um on the november 22nd we'll start moving into that energy we'll still be holding that grand trine and the kite that i talked about and we'll still have that t-square with neptune mars and Ceres. there will be another t-square with the moon saturn and uranus so you know the moon and uranus are going to be pulling on each other so this is going to be about emotions and revolutionary thinking with the sun in Aquarius. So we need to think out of the box, okay? So we need to, in order to resolve this kind of push and pull, whatever's going on in your life, you need to engage in what's out of the box, especially anything that has to do with intuition with the moon in Scorpio, because that's also a very strong aspect of moon in Scorpio, is a, strong in, is a strong intuition. And Uranus and Taurus, could be about revolutionary thinking and and it could also be about holding on to things the old ways of old revolutions that aren't really applicable anymore okay and so what we want to do is find a middle ground and that's where the saturn in aquarius comes in right because the moon will actually be squaring saturn and squaring uh mm -hmm. no sorry just squaring saturn so uh, it's, but it's in that trying to Neptune as well. So whenever there's a square, it's asking us to make a decision to, to look at which way we want to go. And so that uh, tension, if you will, between Saturn and the moon, or that opportunity might even be a better way to put it, is uh, goes into play on, on that day. Okay. And that's, I think that's uh, Monday or Tuesday, right? Monday? Uh, 22nd. We're on the 22nd, so that's the, the Tuesday, I believe. Okay. And then on the 23rd, you know, we're having this pretty smooth week. We're going along, and things will just continue to be fairly easy, honestly. How's yeah, the, the moon doing? The big news of the 23rd is happy new moon. Okay, so it's the new moon in 29 degrees Jupiter. I mean, sorry, 29 degrees Scorpio. 
so it's not there for very long. It's, you know, later that day, it'll be in Sagittarius because the moon moves very quickly, but it happens that way. And then um, the blessings continue. So continue to give gratitude because Jupiter's going to make everything bigger. There's a trine to Jupiter and a trine to Neptune. And when the new moon enters uh, Sagittarius, the, the moon sparkles in Sag. Everything sparkles in Sag. And so uh, Sagittarian moons, they're they're adventurous, they're open-minded, they're optimistic, they're exuberant. I'm a Sag sun. Um, <laughs> uh, and they're sincere. Can you tell? Uh, the challenging side of a Sag moon can be restless, can be extravagant, it can be irresponsible, careless, and sometimes uncommitted, you know, not really, just not really committed. So those are the challenging sides of, of a Sag moon, but mostly the moon loves to be in Sagittarius. And so the opportunity to, to sort of dream and, you know, this is the time to actually consider what your uh, desires are for the new year. Usually what lines up at the time of the new year with Capricorn is very stifling for dreaming. Um, Capricorn is, is kind of serious. And so this is the time to dream. This is the time to um, plant seeds because a new moon is when we plant our seeds, our project ideas, our desires, ambitions, um, things that we're really hoping for, want to create, what are we going to do to help make start making that happen? This is the time for that. Sagittarius is really great for that. It's very uh, good at um, uh, being hopeful and optimistic. Mm. So this is the time to, to start to um, feed your inner creative soul desire. What do you really want? What really lights you up? What would it be fun to have more of in your life? Because with the trine to Jupiter, Jupiter is the planet of more. So if you tell the universe what you're hoping for, wanting and desiring, and then at the end of it, I always add, and I'm willing to be delightfully surprised by how sweet it can be, by how good it can be, by how wonderful it can be, you fill in the blank. When we do that, the universe usually goes, yeah, okay, I was wondering what you wanted. Okay, we got it. And then make room for it to happen. Because that's what new moon energy is for, is planting those seeds and then starting to put whatever it is that feels like, okay, I know what the next right thing is. I don't know all of it, but I know what the next right thing is. That's all you got to do. So that's really fun because Jupiter Neptune is all about what are your dreams? How do you want to, what do you want to do in the world? And you've got that beautiful Sagittarius new moon uh, that continues to happen later as the day goes on. And yeah, go for it. Mm -hmm. What are your dreams? What lights you up? What makes you feel good? What do you want more of? Tell the universe way better uh, chances of it happening when you give gratitude for that vibration. So I was note I was thinking about how the sun was part of the grand trine and then you know by this day on the 23rd the moon kind of moves into its place and sort of takes over um in the grand trine with Pallas, Neptune and Jupiter. And so I'm thinking like it's probably going to start out 
with some we should go that way we probably want to take care of this those kinds of things and then or even a vision of it or having the idea and then uh the actual and then the actual emotional part of it would then fold in um into the grand trine and into the kite so just remember the most important thing for you to do is don't be afraid to speak up with mars and gemini just do it mindfully and uh with pluto and capricorn be aware that things are changing and that's okay it's good that things change i mean we need change and i think most americans would agree that we would love to have change in our country so um in the world frankly i think most of the world would agree that there's some sort of change needed absolutely so welcome these new changes make room for it get ready emotionally you might be sort of getting yourself ready for change okay this is about to happen and and sort of preparing or amping up for your vision uh so yeah and that's part of making room for it right absolutely so, okay and on the 24th is a pretty quiet day i'm just gonna say if you need a quiet day this is the day the 24th there is a little t there is this t square going on but honestly that's all that's going on is a, a small challenge and if you need a quiet day this is the quiet day well we have a lot going on in sagittarius because on the 24th by now all of the planets have arrived into sagittarius what do i mean by all you have the sun you have the moon you have mercury and venus all hanging out in sagittarius so really um bright energy there and then the moon is also going to be trining which is another blessing with Chiron and Chiron is the wounded healer. So um, there's that going on. So you have this lovely conjunction and with those, the sun, the moon, Mercury and Venus, who would that, the, I guess the sun would be the dominant energy. Yeah. And I'm those. thinking about is the sun uh, in any aspects with uh, Jupiter? who's dancing with Neptune right now, but probably not quite yet, right? And no, we not yet. Tomorrow, mm -hmm. the next day, I should say. So I was thinking about are any of those like the only one, uh, yeah, I can't think of anything that is even out of place. Like mm -hmm. most of the planets that are there, they're not, you know, they're not in their home sign or anything, but but yeah. they're probably okay yeah so it, it it could start to feel like you know oh it's probably because uh we're it's going to be thanks we're going to be coming into thanksgiving oh, right. For, so, yeah. so you could start feeling that whatever tension was around your family um or having to deal with thanksgiving that you've resolved it at this point and that you're ready to move forward in whatever that challenge was and we all have challenges with our family family dynamics um some of us do have family some of us don't and uh some of us struggle with the holiday in itself because of its origin or fake origin i'm not sure even how to refer to it um the stories around it aren't always true and so a lot of us struggle with that especially if you're part of um, the indigenous movement 
And so I just want to say that I recognize all of that's coming into place, but by the 24th, you will have sorted that out and figured out how you're going to do the holiday. And I encourage you to do it on your own terms, your own way, in a way that makes you happy and feels good for you. Um, I highly encourage that. That is something I changed uh, in my 20s, and I am so grateful I did um, because I made choice. I made different choices for the holiday that felt better in my heart and soul, and I hope you do too. So on the 25th, the moon joins that T-square. So we oh, okay. it's the perfect lead into mm -hmm. the 25th. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's that same T-square energy, that same conversation between what are your dreams, what is the truth, and what are you going to do about it, right? Mm -hmm. um, you have that Mars-Gemini uh, consideration, if you will. And I want to say, because Moon is going to jump into there and Neptune's been part of this T-square, um, these T-squares, the 24th and the 25th, it's a quiet day. So if you're a psychic, um, I'm going to say that just make sure you do all your prep work if you have readings. It isn't exactly the greatest days to do readings with Neptune and Pisces, Neptune in these T-squares, okay? Um, but if you're, if, if you do your prep work, um, especially with Moon and Sag, I'm going to say make sure that you've taken care of anything, any resentments or anything like that that you have going on or irritations or frustrations. Take care of those if you're doing any kind of readings because otherwise they could kind of shine through if you get what I'm saying there. Um, because, you know, Moon and Sag can sometimes be a little bit fiery and your intuition is involved. So I'm just saying in Mars and Gemini there, there's some fire energy going on and fire air. So that makes me think in the mind, you yeah, know. A lot of mutable mm -hmm. energy. Yeah, so. And then the other thing that happens on the 25th, it starts to heat up a little bit in the terms of its intensity. The moon is going to be squaring Jupiter and it's going to be squaring Neptune as well in its last degrees. So, um, yeah. So on by the 25th, which I we should have checked. I think that might actually be Thanksgiving, the 25th. I know I should have checked. And um and so what I'm thinking right away is like the that you're going to, you know, emotions are going to actually it's the day after. Yeah, it's Friday. So, okay. Great. Okay. So the 25th is um the day after. So if you if you have something happens at Thanksgiving dinner, somebody misgenders you the whole time, totally respects, disrespects you, or um, really just says things that are bothersome, don't be surprised. Um, go ahead and take that energy, take that energy to a good, a good way of expressing it. And I'm gonna say, reach out to people that you love and trust, your safe network, um, and and reach out and talk to somebody because with Mars and Gemini, that's going to be able Mars and Gemini is going to be able to help you there. So engage that and energy. I don't know why, but suddenly I'm getting the caution flag on with all that energy in Sagittarius. Be careful about overindulgence. Don't drink too much. Don't do anything uh, too much because that could be the too much that puts you in a conversation you don't want to be in. And um, I didn't 
it, I'm, I didn't realize that on the previous slide until just now. And then I was like, isn't Sag with all of that, isn't that going to lead to the, ooh, you can yeah. overdo it with the try, you know, the, the 23rd has the trine to the moon and Jupiter. D be careful of overdoing it. You know, just be careful of overdoing it. Um, if something feels like it's super intense, take a walk, breathe, go to the bathroom, do something else. This will pass, whatever it is, somebody pushing your buttons. As this, this time of intensity is like that, the only person you have to worry about, my friend, is you. So don't worry about anyone else. Take care of yourself in whatever manner is appropriate for you. Mm -hmm. That's what we're here to help, always help try to encourage you to do. Yeah. Here's how to surf the wave. And so part of what happens when there's that much energy in, in Sagittarius is that it could be in that overindulgence, overdoing it category. And so that's just a caution flag. I just suddenly really felt like I needed Speak and up. so, and and one of the <laughs> no DUIs, no, you know, right? Let's just be good and responsible humans, because that, you know, that's what that's what the stars are asking us to learn what we need to learn and live it in balance. And I want to empower you that, like, if other people, if if you can't control someone else's drinking or whatever, okay or overdoing overindulgence and let's just assume it's alcohol and what i want to say is one of the most empowering things i was empowered with was that once a person begins to drink you know what the outcome is going to be especially if you've had bad experiences with this person in the past so i'm going to suggest that you just leave um you don't you know, maybe you finish dinner and go. Um, and so I just want to say you don't have to stick around. You don't have to be present for the overindulgence in alcohol. So it may not be you indulging. It could be someone that you're around. And I found that it was very empowering to know that I could just leave. Um, and that I think is priceless. I think just 100%. remembering that just be like, I can just leave. I can just be done. I can just, okay. So I'm going to just say, I'm going to remind you that for over these, the 24th and the 25th, if that's bothering you, if people's alcohol use bothers you, I totally get it. Just, just leave, just leave. You don't have to stick around. Yeah. Good, good empowerment uh, thing to remember. Okay, so on the 26th, the moon moves into Capricorn. So the moon in Capricorn, what does that mean? Well, the moon rules our emotions, right? We're all made of water, 70% something water, and the moon moves us. It's our emotional field. So the moon is our emotions and it enters Capricorn. Well, what is Capricorn known for being? Unemotional. So you have emotional moon meeting unemotional Capricorn. Capricorn tends to be a little more on the serious side. On the plus side, <clears throat> Capricorn can be very resourceful, very determined, very goal-oriented, uh, very disciplined, very patient, and committed. You know, those are great things fixed. 
it can be rigid. <laughs> it can be pessimistic and judgmental and opinionated and materialistic. And, you know, there's a, there's a spectrum for all of us and in every sign, which is why I try to say, what are the, what's one, what are the bennies and what are the challenges? And the moon and Sag is really happy. And the moon and Capricorn is like, Hmm. Hmm. Let me think about this. <laughs> so uh, the other thing that's happening, that's a square, the moon is having a square with Chiron and in Aries. And so um, I just, that one feels a little emotionally like careful. Well, with Chiron and Aries, that could, it also could bring up some coldness and emotions about yeah. uh, maybe not following through on things, not finishing projects or not finishing things you wanted to do, or you think you're not good enough to finish it or something like that. So you want to be paying attention to energy like that. Um, and, and it could be, it's not going to be very prominent, but, but you may notice. And, and the, on the flip side of that, you know, things are always moving with the moon. So then the moon moves into a trine with the North node, which is very faded energy, right? And a trine with Uranus, which can be very revolutionary, very change, very, you know, <clears throat> things could change quickly kind of thing. But with the trine, it's like, oh, something you didn't expect could suddenly be a blessing. Like, oh, wow, I didn't see that coming. But look at how great that worked out. So look for the hidden blessing, I would say, on that one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we know from uh, our previous conversations about the North Node, the North Node is always about your destiny and, and direction. Maybe you could say more about it than I mm -hmm. can. Well, with Moon and Trining, North Node and Uranus, right away, I think about your feelings and emotions and your intuition about where you're supposed to be going. But also with Uranus, that means it's going to affect people that are gender variant. So for gender variant people, oh. uh, for queers, which is yeah. part of our community, um, I want to just give you a heads up that by the 26th, you might get that. Remember I said that you might get misgendered on, uh, on Thanksgiving or someone may say some things that are not very nice about your queerness or something like that. You'll probably get an apology by the 26th. It may not be as warm of an apology as you like, but it could still be there, especially with um, the Capricorn. And it could, it could be a revolutionary sort of uh, apology where you're like, I think she might have actually got it this time. Like I've asked her to call me she every for the last five years and she might actually apologize, but it may not be as warm as you want, but you may have feel like she actually got it, which makes me think about the North node yeah. and even Uranus being revolutionary. Mm -hmm. It could also be something else regarding that, like something coming to a completion and feeling like it's happening okay mm -hmm. like 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 it's happened and it's come to fruition and it's like oh okay thank you you know so if there was a small challenge on thanksgiving i'm not saying huge challenge huge challenges for the holiday but there could be some smaller things um and i know that misgendering is not small but i mean 
you know, some, some less, not like big fights breaking out or anything like that. It would probably just be more like passive aggressive speaking and then, and then somebody having to apologize by the 26th. (laughs) Or if you went to a Saturday night party, Mm -hmm. you could meet somebody trining the North node. That could be a faded relationship. That could be something, someone that, you know, could be a really good thing. You want to take a look at know. where Capricorn is in your chart. Look yeah. at the houses and um, especially if you do have the correct time for your chart, take a look. Where's Capricorn? What house is it in? Mm-hmm. And also where um, and also where is the North Node? So the North Node is in Uranus. I mean, in um, sorry, it's not in Uranus. It's in Taurus right now. Uh-huh. Uh, Uranus is also in Taurus. That's <laughs> exactly. what I'm trying They're to next say. To each other. So Uranus and the North Node are yeah. kind of together right now, which right. is why we're seeing revolutionary right. things happening. Okay, right. and we're having to let go of old ways. And so what I'm trying to say is that you could experience some sort of uh, special, like it could just happen some sort of uh, destiny thing. So pay attention to what's in your house of Taurus. What's Where is Taurus for you uh, in your chart? And it will probably affect that area of your life. Mm-hmm. So I told you, you can get the houses, you can get an easy cheat sheet online. Um, just just Google uh, cheat sheet astrology houses and it will break it down for you, especially if you have your correct time. If you don't, if you're not sure about the time, um, I would recommend that you come to me and I can help you rectify your chart, which is essentially where we I ask you a lot of questions and we figure out exactly where your rising is. And that helps us hone in these kinds of things. Okay. Very so good at this. The time. Very the, good at this. Thank you. <laughs> the time that affects your, the time affects your moon and your house placement and your rising sign. The 27th. <laughs> okay. And the 27th, the moon is in its last degrees of Capricorn. Matter of fact, by the end of that day, it'll be added into Aquarius. So, <clears throat> When the moon comes through Capricorn, of course, it conjuncts Pluto. Pluto's been in Capricorn for a really long time because Pluto moves. So on the 27th, um, I have um, that we will start to uh, have two T-squares that will involve Mercury in Sagittarius. And Mercury in Sagittarius, um, I wouldn't say that it's a hard placement, what I would say is that Mercury in Sagittarius is definitely, um, it could be sharp, but it's probably going to do it in a joking manner. And since it's in a T-square with um, with Mars and Neptune uh, in Pisces, it starts to make me think about that actually the vision or um having like a different um vision or something like that could help you get out of that pool because you got mars and gemini which is definitely talking and speaking out loud mercury and sag which means you might say some shit that you're like oops okay and because sagittarius has a way of fire aim okay like oops oh did i say that um so that's kind of mercury and sag okay and neptune in pisces 
is about vision and maybe not seeing things as clearly as you could. Um, and so I just want to say that that it's not that Neptune, Neptune's about vision, psychic um, energy and things like that. So I would be careful if you are a reader, I would um, navigate slowly about what you say, especially if you're feeling a little agitated or frustrated. Remember I said to take care of that frustration, make sure you do that. The other interesting aspect that will form in the sky on the 27th is the rectangle, which does involve the moon in Capricorn and Neptune in Pisces, Ceres in Virgo, and Pallas in Lilith pretty much together in Cancer, okay? Now, Pallas, Pallas Athena, she's very much about strategy and how are we going to do this, and Lilith is a can sometimes be feminist and strong sexual, independent sexual energy or independent energy, and as well as sexual energy, okay? Especially female sexual energy in Cancer. So it could just kind of come up, okay? And so if things suddenly sort of come up, because Cancer has a tendency to not recognize what exactly they're feeling until it's coming out. And then it's just sort of coming out and then they're like, oh, that's how I feel, okay? And so that's sometimes the Cancer experience, okay? And that involved with the series in Virgo, which I mentioned is very nurturing, okay? And so it might be about nurturing and visions. And with the moon in Capricorn, again, I'm going to come back to intuition, um, but more of a practical intuition, more of a, you know what I should do about your business or about something at work or something that's a little bit more like practical and down to earth um, that could help bring better discipline in your life or something like that, okay? Yeah, so, that would be taking advantage of that Capricorn energy for sure. Yeah, and with the rectangle, it means that it's destined and you're meant to bring that to the world, okay? So it could be a very faded energy, like where you suddenly realize some things, okay? And that's exactly the 27th. That's exactly what that's about, okay? Yes that that energy you know there's some there's some challenging and there's some blessings for sure and the blessings with uh your dreams and and honoring your visions and paying attention to good clean communication because pluto speaks to us about transformation and the moon is going to conjunct pluto in capricorn so as it leaves right so that energy is all about transformation and so, you know, that can be a powerful thing mm. in this. Yeah, and it makes me think also about people dealing with death and dying and people, mediums. Um, you may find that it's a particularly emotional day. Um, people might be really struggling with grief if they're, if they're already in that. Um, so you might all of a sudden be able to have some release around grief. Um, because the moon is still new, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, releasing. but it's <clears throat> but it's a void moon. Oh, so, okay. um, uh, a void moon means when it's um, the degrees of the moon are past the sun. So this, I'm mm -hmm. not sure. I didn't. I don't think I said that correctly. Sorry, <laughs> but at any rate, yeah, 
because the moon is in its very last degrees of Capricorn, really by the end of the 27th, it is in Aquarius uh, later uh, that day. So um, yeah. Okay. Okay. And it's so sextiling Neptune. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it changes from, you know, Capricorn, we talked about Capricorn can be kind of unemotional, a little bit cold. When the moon goes into Aquarius, Aquarius is sensitive, a humanitarian, and you know what's the for the greatest good of all, and very rational and idealistic. You know, again, we have that idealistic energy. So, um, yeah, it, it'll get easier. The moon will get the emotions will get a little, um, especially if you're doing readings. Once the moon passes into Aquarius, I imagine you'll be quite sensitive. It'll be going, yeah, so, you know, um, your readings, but you may figure out a great thing to do around uh, if you're a professional psychic or even uh, something like that, and then be able to start it, I would start it the 28th. Um, I would start it the next day once move, moon moves into Aquarius, which is a little bit more sensitive and awake and aware, and um, so, yeah. So yeah. I think that pretty much sums up our week, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so when the moon, you know, moves into Aquarius and you have that sensitive, perceptive energy, there's it, it, it starts to flow again. It starts to feel like it's, you can read it. You can um, really tell what's going on. So mm -hmm. we've made it through eclipse season. We said it would be intense for two weeks after the eclipse. And I think that it lived up to that. Now I'm feeling like, okay, we all made right, it. Take good care of, of care of yourself, and we know we wish you all the very best. How about a reading to take us out and let us know? Yeah, well, let's do a nice little um, tarot reading for this week, and I want to just bring this forth for you, and I want to encourage you to take what you like and leave the rest in this. This is, you know, astrology is intuitive. I know as much as some people, when they're listening and they're not as familiar with astrology, they may think that it's sort of scientific and it does feel fairly scientific and it is, um, but it's also intuitive. And I think that's what makes astrology beautiful because it brings two, two sort of things that aren't usually mixed together but it mixes them together. It mixes the mystical and science together at once. And I actually think that kind of is what makes it so powerful. Mm -hmm. So I encourage you to please take what you like and leave the rest. If it resonates with you, then it's meant for you. If it doesn't, let it go. Okay, it might be meant for somebody else. So my friends, I am pulling out three cards for you today. And that applies to my tarot reading today as well. I'm using the pride deck, love is love deck. Um, that Each one of the cards is done by a different LGBTQ artist. And so the first card I find interesting in our past is the strength card. I'm going to turn the light this way just a little bit. There we go. And so you can see that this is a beautiful art. I'm just mm -hmm. going to say this is a beautiful person on this lion. I find it beautiful that it appears as though she is a trans woman with a beautiful transgender necklace um, and just be a beautiful woman of color as well, in case you're not 
uh, watching the video and there's a whale behind her with an infinity type symbol above her head and above the whale and she is riding or looks to be part of she's like a mermaid but she's also part of the lion um, and the lion and it seems to be watery so it's kind of odd to see a lion underwater right but it's a beautiful piece of art. This mm -hmm. is just a beautiful piece of art. And this is the strength card. And I would say transgender women out there, woof, you have to have a lot of strength. And so think about the strength that a transgender woman holds within her and to be herself in order to walk in her shoes, in order to be who she is. She is a strong woman. And so I wanna honor all trans women for that on this. Um, and also be aware that this is part of your past. This is to remind you of how strong you've had to be through, uh, you know, Scorpio, <laughs> through the um, through the the eclipse and everything else. And so this is a reminder of what you've come through and what you've survived, and a reminder of how life is full of things that put us in challenge but they are always meant to make us a bit stronger, okay? And as we step into the now, into the moment that you're hearing this, be aware of your thoughts. Be aware of what you're thinking so that you can be aware of your emotions and be aware that one is the other, that your thoughts trigger emotions and sometimes emotions trigger thoughts. And your body, by the way, can get addicted to those things. And so I'm just here to remind you of the thoughts that are leading your emotions. So this is about becoming aware of what you might be thinking and how that might be leading to some emotions that aren't exactly serving you somehow. And if that's because you, and I'm just gonna say that the boat on this man's head is a rainbow, I'm assuming, that was a man and that may not be accurate this person's head that has a boat on their head to me it's very like lgbtq so immediately i think if you don't think you're enough and that's keeping you back from expressing who you are that's bullshit. throw that out the window right now because you have everything you need to be an amazing person in the world. And whatever it is you have to bring forward, you have available to you. You just need to believe in yourself. And I promise that if you can believe in yourself, that you will bring those things forward. And that's exactly what the King of Cups is about. It's about aligning your thoughts and your emotions so that as you go forward, which this is a very also an emotional card, but it's the page of cups. And this is a person, it's a cat with a fish sort of blowing at their third eye, which makes me think a lot about intuition and psychics and things like that. So I just wanna say, this is the page of cups. So this is very much about, oh, so my thoughts do have more effect on my emotions and my body and things like that. So this will wake up some of your, this is about reminding you of your intuition and the waking up. So you may find yourself more aware of things and being more sort of aware of how your thoughts affect your day or your life, your body, your health, 
all of those things. So remember, remember what you've come through. Remember that strength that you had. Remember the strength of transgender women and know that you are capable of holding a very similar strength. If you have a transgender woman in your life, you can even think of how strong she is and let her inspire you, okay? And if you're a transgender woman and you're having a hard time or you're trying to remember, I want you to remember that strength that you do have, okay? And look to your sisters because they have it too. And as you go forward, I want you to Think about the thoughts that feed your emotions, that affect your emotions, okay? Think about how they affect you and how they come through because they definitely come through, okay? And whatever you're thinking definitely affects your emotions. And as you're going forward, remember it will also affect your intuition. Emotions always affect intuition. And in the Page of Cups, you're probably going to become aware of how all of these things balance in your life and how your strength leads to maybe getting rid of some of those uh, self-defeating thoughts, the thoughts that don't lead us to anywhere good, and instead maybe engaging in things that are more empowering for you. And that's exactly what this is about. So I wanna lead you forward, and as you're going forward, my friends, I hope that you found this entire forecast and reading to be helpful. Thank you, Brighthawk, for bringing through the moon. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, Hollis. You're a very good reader. I really appreciate what you bring. So it's always a pleasure to learn and share with you. And thank you, Lacrosse, for editing this and helping us get this together. We totally appreciate you. Send you lots of blessings. And thank you to all the listeners out there and to everyone that's subscribing. And I want to let you know that there is a way to become a supporter. And we've had our first supporter. So I want to thank you for being a supporter. You know who you are. Thank you very much. And if you become a supporter, I want to say we appreciate you. Because sometimes money helps things flow better. Right? We all know that. So thank you for becoming a supporter of Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology. It lets us know that you want us to keep doing this. Indeed. So thank you. Thank you for letting us know it was worth it. We wish you all the best. We'll see you next week. All right. Next week, my friends. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of Soul Astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.